0: brandon and i'm brandon and welcome back to apollo city comics the unscripted comic book commentary and conversation show damn i know that like the best
1: i've done it so far first try yeah <laughs> took a moment uh brandon how are you i've been all right a lot of things going on uh beginning my quest to become a teacher ah yeah so good luck with that that I know, right? It's I won't see anything for another three years because I got to go through all these steps before you can, like, you know, be an official teacher. But that's I a different do story that for student loan forgiveness. Maybe I should go on that route because <laughs> my
0: loans are insane. <laughs> um. Well, guys, we are back for another episode. And make sure to check out our past episodes where we have a new segment called Backlog Breakout, which is now coming out bi-weekly with bi-weekly full episodes like we do conversations, commentaries, all sorts of random stuff. Um, We have a lot of stuff lined up for you guys coming up, uh, interviews with some great artists and creators and lots of kind of unique books that we want to start dipping our toes back into. Because I don't know, Brandon, are you still fried on superheroes?
1: Because I sure as fuck am. Yeah, I mean, God, dude, like, it's funny, I've been burnt out on superheroes, and I looked at, like, some more solicitations, and Comrade was texting me about them, and he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm gonna pick up, like, five, six books, and I was like, dude, I'm about to drop, like, three, four books, like... Yeah. I... With that said, I, I was hyped with Venom. <laughs> I was. I was. I finished yeah. up
0: King in Black and Venom. And I'm kind of bummed we have to drag it out till June to get that 200th
1: issue. issue. Yeah, but, but that's going to end soon. He's doing another Marvel series. I just don't know what yet. But uh, yeah, I think I'm just reading more independent stuff at the time being. And um, I'm actually just catching up on literally my backlog. So oh, that's right. Yeah. It varies on a bunch like of two, stuff. Months. Uh,
0: but two months of like monthly issues and then like all the other crap I own (laughs) just like boxes behind. Um, so it's going to be kind of entertaining. I'm checking out some books right now. Um, so I'm bouncing back and forth between things. Uh, when I graduated, I really wanted to read Harry Potter for the first time since it'd be like a nice like decompression and I didn't do it right away, but I'm finally starting that journey because we're of our trip that's coming up and I'm bouncing like one Harry Potter book and then I'm doing, uh, this Gene Wolfe book. Um, book of the new Sun, and that is just like such a advanced like i i literally have to have a dictionary next to me to understand <laughs> half the words and it's like okay this wasn't really what i was planning to decompress with but alternating the two has been pretty nice so but we you know we got to read a comic for the show that's what we got to do. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm not going to come on here and talk about Mistborn. That's the book I've actually been reading. Oh, I just, nice. I've taken forever to finish it. I, uh, I finished the first one because they're like 600, 700 pages mm-hmm. and I'm not like, you know, because of school, I had to be a really fast reader, but you know, if I'm reading for fun, I don't really stress about it. Uh, I'm like halfway through the second book, which is like Well of Ascension or something like that. Oh, nice. Um, but uh.
0: Think Maybe we'll start a book out.
1: club. We'll do a uh, superhero book club. We'll read like super gods and like... Um, uh, dude, we got to do the, we gotta do that thing where they they uh, transcribe comics into novels. Have you seen that?
0: Oh, no. It sounds dope, though.
1: Yeah. I was like, I'm kind of curious how they do this, like how that's written. But um, I'm just going to tell you now, you start a book club with me with like novels. We're going to talk about like one book every two years. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> all right. We'll get back to that idea. Well... We're checking out
0: a very interesting book for sure. Um, Spider Man Rain. This is part of the Marvel Knights uh line from the early 2000s. And Karen Andrews does both the art and the writing for it. Um, or
1: Car- Carrie Andrews, that's interesting. Kari, um, Carrie, Carrie, I, I couldn't tell. I double A, yeah. I god, we can never get names down, I swear. <laughs> I know. Um, well, a quick search on Kari, Carrie Andrews is a uh, comic book writer, artist, and filmmaker. Oh, wow. Uh, his work includes Spider-Man, Iron Fist, Renato Jones, and Incredible Hulk. Hmm. Uh, Andrews has a diverse drawing style with ranges from hyper-realistic to more cartoon-esque. And Did that you is say the Halo Jones? Renato, Renato Jones? Oh, Renato. Okay, I don't know what that is um and uh written some movies yeah so i don't know too much about this creator honestly no
0: i had no idea actually (laughs) and i haven't seen too many his name on too many books in general um so this was an interesting pick uh i've i've always been very attracted to this book because it's one it's a four issue miniseries uh came out in 2006 interestingly enough when you look at this book this is clearly like a callback homage uh love letter to uh uh, frank miller's the dark knight returns it is literally like a futuristic um spider-man with uh the city just kind of falling apart around him he's been retired for a few years uh he's very broken down and he hasn't put on the suit for a long time until he gets the big calling to that forces him back into the suit um, well, what's interesting about the year it came out is is that um, what 2006 and Dark Knight Returns came out in 1986. So mm, okay. it's an anniversary year as well. And dude, it was, you know, uh, DKR is a pretty, kind of a pretty dense book overall. You know, it's kind of hard to review the whole series at once because there, you know, it's four issues, but there's essentially two parts to it um, and four and two, each part has two parts to it. Um, so those four issues are very complex and it goes from like, a a gritty street crime to like nuclear Holocaust story, you know, like it's very insane. And this one has very similar twists and turns along that path too.
1: Yeah. Well, Spider-Man Reign, uh, I noticed like two things and I, I, you know, I did some research on it and, um, basically one is kind of like, it's a love letter to Dark Knight Returns. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the biggest, you know, indicator, at least in terms of like what it's trying to accomplish. pay an homage to yeah. or accomplish or, you know, maybe uh, Carrie, Carrie Andrews. I'm just going to say Andrews <laughs> um, <laughs> because when you write about authors, you just refer to them as their last, last name. name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Andrews sense. has to have been a fan of Frank Miller. Um I'm guessing because there's a character literally called Miller Jansen. Man, yeah. That's That person's named after Frank Miller and Klaus Jansen. Um, and also the book is kind of like a, it, it's got a lot of themes based around a post 9-11 world. Yeah. No, um, yeah. And that's what I was noticing. And then when I did some research on the book, that's what a lot of people were saying was going on in there as well. Mm. So uh, that's kind of like the two things going on with this. Basically is like it's a Dark Knight returns post nine eleven book. And uh, it's I, I honestly what what did you think of it right off the bat? Which is very curious. Uh, the first thing I thought, if we're being on and I actually I'm reading this on the Kindle. Uh, for anybody out there, if you have Prime, that's not like an ad or anything, but I have Amazon Prime and they kind of have like free random books and comics to read, and it's available on Kindle. So Oh uh, wow, Yeah, I'm reading it on the Kindle Cloud Reader. I read it on my tablet, but uh, for my PC, I'm reading it, like, on here. Uh, I thought it was a very early 2000s book in terms of its art style. Yes, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was with comics, but, like, in the 90s, you had the really, like, bombastic, giant, muscly characters and proportions all whacked out. And then when you got to, like... 2000s to like 2010s, I don't know what was going on with comic art, but it was like kind of digital. Like, yep, and that digital age really creeped in, and everyone was trying it out. But then this book is trying to, like, I don't know, show the art style of like Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns at the same time. But like, if you're drawing on like a tablet or a computer. You're totally right. When you
0: get to some of the newscasters like we will right now, that's where it really starts to pop out like crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it's that digital style. It's, you know, nothing I've ever really been a big fan of. I love, you could really tell when art was, you know, pretty much all the coloring is done digital now. It's just a thousand yeah. times faster. It's like the one thing you kind of need to do digital at this point in the industry. But, you know. Photoshop, being, man. Oh, yeah. Photoshop <laughs> just transformed everything and like, Inking, like, it's pretty much a by-hand thing. And a lot of artists, you know, still ink digitally. Um, but some of my favorite ones, all do it by hand. And same with uh, the penciling. But since he did this all himself, pretty much, I think, except for the coloring, I want to say uh, Jose Villarubia did the coloring for it. But, I mean, that's a lot of work, no matter what, if you're writing and doing those backgrounds and whatnot. But you could very
1: tell they were kind of, I don't know. They were rendered very uniquely. Yeah. Uh, oh, side note. Sorry. Uh, this is also the, fir- the book that first showed Peter Parker's genitals.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: So we have uh, Bat Wayne but, and Parker Wayne? Uh, it's kind of like a full circle thing because, you know, Dark Knight Returns came out and then this influenced Dark Knight Returns. And then this had a naked Peter Parker. And then, you know, there's a naked Batman in a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But no, actually, it says right here, in issue number one, there's a panel known as the Nude Panel. As the elderly Peter Parker sits on the edge of his bed, for anybody who doesn't know, or, uh, spoiler, Peter Parker's like 50, 60-something in this book, Um, sits at the edge of his bed, uh, his genitals were exposed for the first time in the character's history. The issue was soon recalled and removed from the second run of Spider-Man Reign number one for the fear of, quote-unquote, corrupting minors. So that's according to a site uh called recalled comics here on wikipedia uh, you know um, what sucks is that my copy is the second printing yeah so the first copies out there man they they might have some you know uh, we have to ebay that if you go on ebay here we go do some research i'm gonna type in spider-man rain number one first uh, print, first print.
0: Oh, I could even see where they blurred it out too. There's totally a spot where it's like, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, it's not that expensive apparently.
0: No, oh. I'll
1: buy uh, it. Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, Rain Number One, First Print, Black Costume Variant, twenty dollars. Hey, it's cheaper than Batman Damned, so. Uh, eighty dollars for some, so. Mm time to go there through it is some long boxes and uh <laughs> bookshops and
0: see what they got under there
1: hey you guys got the first print of this why do you need it so badly you don't understand yeah. <laughs> i need to see spidey's wang when he's 50 years old <laughs> uh well, but yeah that's <laughs> i was gonna say before we dive in that's pretty much all about this book that uh i could like pick at from the most part at face value and what i like find online you know mm-hmm
0: yeah, um, it's it's funny. This book came into my way uh, through one of the main guys that buy comics from on Instagram called TZ Toys, and his shop is open right now, so there's always some cool finds and great runs there. I got that full Chips Zdarsky Ski Daredevil run off of him for pff, an amazing price. So check that out for sure. But diving into the book, so, I mean, <laughs> it's very, you know... We kind of have that whole, oh, I forget what it's called. You're going to know right off the top of your head. Um, you know, Um, The book is kind of based off of a, a nursery rhyme right off the beginning, and it kind of circles back to it each time. Uh, and it's kind of the lesson to be learned throughout the story. Uh And it's the whole itsy-bitsy spider thing and how he got kind of washed out. And it shows us the world we're in right now where it looks like you can't really do much. You're under government control. Um, there's these kids spray painting. Where did you go? Because apparently Spider-Man's been gone for a long time. Costumes have been gone out of New York city for a very long time. And that's what I think is kind of weird too. You know, Spider-Man does exist in like New York city where there are dozens and dozens of superheroes. And he's like the only one left at this point. It seems like like no, no one else is there at in the city at all. Um, and you find you know you see parker at like i guess it's like a florist shop i want to say and he messed up an order and the guy his boss just fires him right away you know he still has that same peter parker look he has the glasses he has like a little sweater vest and a bow tie and like a button-up shirt under it and he seems so weak and fragile and once you realize it's peter peter like it kind of breaks your heart um and the kids that were like getting hassled by these authoritative figures earlier, they bump into Peter and he drops these flowers he had in his hands. Um, and he's talking about like how down and a down and out he is, you know, no money, no job, no dignity. And he's like, just like old times, but like, it, it's not the same anymore. Cause his bones are aching. Mm-hmm. And like these, uh, I don't know. These like, authoritative figures kind of look kind of funny to me because they have like the purple henchman, uh, like ski masks on. It kind of like reminds me of Baron Zemo or something.
1: After just watching Falcon and, uh, Falcon and winter soldier. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's such good timing for that type of stuff.
0: Um, but Parker, dude, he gets his like face smashed in like his nose breaks. His glasses are broken. He's all beat Mm -hmm. up. And these guys are just chasing these kids. And, one of them just like looks at Peter and just like, how can you let one of them gets taken? And the one that's left over is just like, wow well, how could you let them take him? Like, how could you? There's no one out here to help us. Like nobody anymore. And the kid's broken hearted. Mm-hmm. We got a Nissan commercial. Um, But here. Oh, I
1: don't get any ads on the the Kindle one.
0: Got the classic books, physicals. um, It's the total, this is where it really kicks in. It's like, at first, it's like, okay, you know, this is an older Peter Parker story. But once you get to the newscasters, you're like, oh, that's Frank Miller.
1: Uh, Yeah, this is Frank Miller, 100%. I was going to say, so, you know, we were talking about how, like, this book is kind of like a lot of things going on, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you, like, you know how you see that, like, uh, the city behind the newscaster of, like, New York? Uh, Are those supposed to be kind of like kind of like the twin towers or no or is it me the they kind of look like them right the ones that are kind of just like shifted in the very middle right yeah yeah that's
0: what i was assuming too um but you also know that's no it's just the empire state building is it i it can't tell just, cause, yeah because when you pull back on the second page um where it's like the girl right after the explosion panel what it looks like um from the computer simulation the below the one below it uh, oh, that's what it, Okay, yeah.
1: That is uh, Empire State Building. Okay, because when I'm looking at on the computer, you get this one page, and mm-hmm. then when you turn, it do, it zooms out. But um, you're right.
0: It does look at, like it, especially at first, because it looks like two separate buildings on that first page. Hmm. I do uh, love how they did the static of the TV on the first two panels. I always oh, think that's yeah, fascinating the way, how they messed the, with that.
1: That's something you could definitely accomplish with, like, digital artwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I'm exactly. pretty sure you could do it by hand, but it could be a very long process.
0: Yeah, we need, like, a, the would look like, a, you know, paint rollers, in a sense, going over it. But that's mm-hmm. super cool, and this is where it just turns super, uh, super Dark Knight Returns. And even this newscaster, he, uh what's his name yeah he's miller jansen miller jansen yeah and this is the daily bugle daily bugle news or network or something like that um and he looks like uh what's his name my pal jimmy olsen
1: jimmy olsen oh he does look like jimmy olsen (laughs) with the bow tie yeah um i was gonna say i only bring that up because you know i didn't really notice it until reading about the book after but it's Uh, I wanted to see, when looking back at it, if there's anything we might have missed. Because, again, it's a book that's on record about a post-9-11 world. Mm -hmm. So I was just curious if there's, you know, some, like, I guess more indicators of that in the book the second time around.
0: I guess it would have just been, like the security they want to enforce and how to protect everybody. And, you know, by creating that grid that they were talking about in this news channel, and that's that's yeah. this mayor's whole mission is to create this, like, dome around New York City yeah, to protect, to protect, them protect them from, it mm-hmm, from any attacks whatsoever. But that also means that no one can go in or out. Which, like, can a mayor even do that?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't think a mayor could do that, honestly. Right? It doesn't really explain it. It's just kind of like... I'd imagine he would have, to, or he or she, they would have to go through many steps before they could put a giant barrier around a city. Yeah, right. Um, and then we're like switched
0: over to this. You're in this one of these really tall buildings. It's clearly like a corporate type of thing. And they are just spoon feeding this bizarre, just like melted down guy. And they, you're kind of using him as. Kind of a trophy in that sense. Um, Do you know who this is off the top of your head for just like first glance? No, no idea. I would have no idea either. And like the way he looks all wrinkled and just it's gross. It's grotesque. Like look at that neck at the bottom of the first panel. Like it stretches on for so long. He has like three chins and then he has like those like it's going around his rib cage and still draping down. It's so creepy. Um... Oh, I have a ghostwriter video game ad right here.
1: (laughs) The ghostwriter video game ad. These are
0: some very abrupt ads in a very serious book. Yeah, right? (laughs) Well, and I mean, this is where it gets really serious and like heartbreaking. You know, Peter walks back into his apartment and he tries to put in the busted up flowers into like a little jar of water. And he's saying like, uh, I brought flowers. Like I'm looking for a new job tomorrow. Um, he told his boss that he was through. He's like, I know it's tight, but it's going to be okay. And then he just explodes. and He's like, say something. And you see Mary Jane sitting at the opposite end of the table and he just freezes and says, I'm sorry. And just kind of like just drifts off to the window. And you're like, okay, what's up with Mary Jane? Like, why is she just so quiet silent. and fragile and silent? And like, yeah. you obviously know that there's something extreme going on with Peter. Uh, we, we switch over and then, you know, another newscast report because it's you know frank miller homage and we go into an, another elderly guy who's harassing this authoritative figure and basically uh just kind of get blown off by him Ooh, another ad um and you're kind of wondering who that is because he has a package under his arm And Peter's having a dream and it's him and Mary Jane. And still, we don't see Mary Jane's face. And that's like triggering something right there. Um, It's a white background. You could tell it's a dream because of that very bright, you know, switch in tone and colors. And they're kissing and he kind of sits up and he's in very, he even says it's been so long. So maybe you think that Mary Jane's sick or she can't do anything. But then the next panel, you realize that there's no one in the bed with him. And it just hurts. And this is actually where his penis is supposed to be. Yeah, you can see
1: it actually censored.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just like kind of blurred out a little bit. Uh, And he's just drenched in sweat and he's like freaking out. And apparently someone's at the door and you find out it's and it's very clear right away. What a good what a good use of a full page splash. That type of revelation. Like you finally see the old guy that we just saw a few pages ago. Um, with the package under his arm and it's clearly j jonah jameson and it kind of makes you wonder like if peter's this old how old is jj at this point
1: like this he's gotta to be at 90s. least like yeah like 80s to 90s because <laughs> peter looks pretty old already yeah, dude yeah like it's ancient you know what i mean like he's like, he's using a walker and
0: all that type of stuff um and he's just trying to be super nice to peter and it it's very odd very very mm. odd and peter just tells him to kind of just like kind of fuck off in a sense like i'm not gonna he just closes the door on him and you know peter ignores him falls to his knees and he's just like i have a package for you like open it up i've been holding it for a very long time and jj walks away and at the same time we're seeing peter open up the package and jj just starts arguing with those authoritative figures outside of the apartment and he starts up a fight and that's where, like, Peter, we find out there's a camera in it. And the camera is a key thing because that's, you know, Peter's thing at the bugle. But you also see a black piece of cloth kind of dangle in there. And that's a good little hint on what's going to happen. Um, and <laughs> as JJ's freaking out when he's fighting these huge, bulky guys, I love the panel layout over here where you see through the eyes of the Spidey mask. like the sh- Yeah, it's pretty awesome. super cool. Um, and the middle is just split down and it's just uh JJ getting beat up. And it it gets really insane like after that, you know, JJ's this is a 90-year-old man getting beat which I mean we've seen on national television happen in riots already, so not too far of a stretch from the truth to be honest. There is a above the influence ad here, which is kind of funny cuz it's this funny marijuana leaf and trying to get out of it. It's a maze. Very random. <laughs> um <laughs> the, again the ads um oh dude i home when you would plug in your ipod to like speaker systems oh yeah Damn. you had the dock. Yeah, yeah the docs <laughs> yeah but um so peter comes out and he has the black mask on other than that he's just in like boxers and socks which is kind of odd i don't know how i felt about that but he, i was confused
1: why his socks were so long
0: right like who has like really like limpy socks that just like go two inches past your like toes and whatnot you know Um, yeah i guess he's just they look like pantyhose that have been draped down you know what i mean or like (laughs) lc uh but i mean this is i mean i feel like the art really does work out for the first issue um some of the until you get to like this point it kind of all makes sense but the whole sock thing that's like the first part where i kind of draw the line where i'm like all right this is is this supposed to like represent the motions that he's going through in the air because now he's full on spider-man
1: because they curl up and kind of look like like uh i don't know what they look like but the the socks if you look if you go to the page so you know the full page splash where you Mm -hmm. get spider-man like you know coming down with the mask on if you go to the next page, the second panel, look at the way the socks curl. Yeah, they like roll and everything. And then even yeah. the other one, they look like ribbons at the end of his feet. I don't see the point of that. I don't know. I think it's just part of the art style. Again, I don't. Something about the two, like from like 1989 to like 2011, art was just really like, I don't know, inc- as inconsistent as it <laughs> can get with comic <laughs> books. Yeah.
0: And I think it, you know, again, with this one, it does matter that it was digital because of how how loose it was you know what i mean just Mm -hmm. it just uh, it feels more 3d than like a book Uh, like a 2d book you know um but you know he's a full on spider-man and it's funny when he puts on the mask he's no longer peter parker you see that switch in his attitude he's making jokes but in his inner monologue he's even saying like i can't take it my my ears can't take it um and he's like i need to stop the noise so i stopped listening and now he's just kind of just running on autopilot and now it, he's having a flashback to where he's, like, in his red and blue suit. And he basically, like, just flashes back to the guy that he killed, that killed Uncle Ben, talking to Aunt May as a kid, talking to, uh, I was going to say Jean Grey, um, Mary to Jane. Mary Jane um, as an adult. And then this is the creepy part, that third panel, the like, Uncle with ben. Uncle Ben. Dude, he has, like, his brains blown out. Um, and he's, like, in the black suit. And now he's in his new iteration with it. Just like kind of a naked old man in boxers talking to, uh, it's JJ. like
1: that. It's like an inverted version of the, uh, that fantastic four when he had where oh. since they don't wear, they don't wear any masks. He put yeah. the the bag on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> except, except it's just the mask this time. And, uh, uh I was because... going to say, Oh, oh sorry. One? I was going to say about this page where he's ha- like talking to different people. Um, There's one thing about this book that the first issue, you know, utilizes really well that is consistent throughout the book and is the way the gutter is used and negative space. So if you pay attention to a lot of comics, typically the gutter, you know, between panels is like a, some sort of, it's usually black Mm -hmm. or some sort of darker color. It can be white as well. Uh, It could really be any color, but it's typically black or white, you know, to separate the panels. But what I've noticed with this book is that the negative space is used a lot for, I guess you want to say pacing and kind of like breathing time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of panels that, you know, there's a lot of panel density where there's multiple panels in a page. And what he does in those panels is there's a lot of silence where there's no dialogue. There might be some inner monologuing, but there's no dialogue. And... Even if there is dialogue, the all white backgrounds, that limbo kind of look, it kind of like makes you focus on what's at the center of the panel and take more time to take it in. So, for instance, this page right here where, you know, he's talking to Aunt May, Mary Jane and all that. I feel like personally, the use of negative space makes you focus on them a lot more and kind of take more time with the page. Well, that too. And, you know, what
0: you're saying about the center of the fo you know, the center being the focus, when you look at the first page of it, you know, it's a full panel and you see the classic Spidey suit and he's hovering over the guy that killed Uncle Ben. The second panel, it's the guy getting thrown off and he's leaning more towards the center of the page. The third panel, it's empty in the middle where it's split. So it shows like that distance between Spidey and the cop. And then again, you have like that Joker 1989 scene where he just lands at the bottom. But also... On the next page, when he's talking to each person, look how close their hands are, and look how more, how much more distant he becomes from each person as yeah, he grows up. He's, he's like more holding, disconnected. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, he's holding at May's. Him and Mary Jane's are just touching fingertips. Him and Uncle Ben aren't even touching, but they're still in the frame. And then him and jj it's just white space it just shows how disconnected and how distant he is from himself from what he was and what he's turned into now and that's a great representation of showing of how peter's changed over the years
1: yeah it's like storytelling without any dialogue or anything you know it's it's really showing visual cues Mm -hmm. yeah character development through visual cues and I think that's like, honestly, from an artistic standpoint, I think that's what this book does best. It does look... I'm not going to sit here and say the art is the best. I'll, I'll be honest. Typically, a lot of books we read, I'll be like, yeah, the art is amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I think the art is just okay. But Andrew's, I guess, craft is really at the forefront here more than anything.
0: Oh, yeah. I can see that for sure. Um, there's some key moments where this happens too, and that's why it's so, it's so hard to like... It's an odd balance of it. You know, you can't really rack on it, but you can't really accept it at the same time. Um, well, it's Sorry. kind of, it wraps up by uh, <laughs> him just like slugging JJ in the face because pretty much like JJ is known forever and he's just been trying to say the truth and basically apologizing to Peter for everything he did, but also saying he doesn't regret any of it. Um, and Peter just punches this 90 year old man in the face. And I think that's just freaking <laughs> With that Spider Man
1: strength. Yes. Dude. Well, <laughs> old man shreds. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I got to take my cat's bell off because she jumped on my lap. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> if you've listened before, she's been around. Sorry. All right. Back uh, issue to it. Two. Issue two. So now, like, people are rallying together.
0: JJ's kind of put, like, an organization. He's bringing newsprint back, and it's banned. So those who are taking the newspapers are also becoming criminals by helping them. Um, but he's trying to spread the word again of, to wake everybody up. And you go back into this like really sinister kind of business corporate-looking office. And you know what? I wish I don't know. It we'd have to straight up pause and do some research. But the paintings on the side here. I wonder what paintings they are because I'm sure they mean uh, something.
1: They have to be. I mean, you know, what's funny, too, is this is where the digital art is really showing because it's totally like a copy and paste. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Right. You can tell it's cropped and everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like, that's not a bad thing either. No, no. no. That makes me a good thing. I imagine, you know, if anyone knows out there what the paintings are, let us know. But I imagine the paintings are supposed to coincide with this, like, big industry And typically when you like look at corporate offices and any sort of medium, there's always some sort of like Renaissance painting or some sort of like decor that shows that they're the upper class or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And you know, it could be a mixture of those going on really. For sure. A hundred percent.
0: And it's basically these, these guys are putting together like a new sinister six and bringing them back. And they're kind of really upset that there's a Spider-Man back because it's like, we've worked so hard. They can't like let this wreck their plans and whatnot yet. We
1: don't know what their plans are yet. Yeah. Uh, and this is sorry, rant coming, but this is my only thing with Spider-Man and I love Spider-Man. You know this. Yeah. Why do they always treat Spider-Man? Like he's the only superhero in New York only because he's like this weird anomaly that's just so popular. Like, the Spider-Man video games, the Spider-Man comics, and, like, you know, it's just the movies. Well, that's that's a whole different story because of copyright issues. But, like, it's always out of New York. The only guy that's available is Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> it trips me out because, like I said, there's dozens and dozens of heroes around here. Like, Luke Cage, Iron Fist is, like, in New York. Uh, the Avengers have a base there um daredevil daredevil was in hell's Kitchen. like <laughs> fantastic why don't we see four fantastic four is there like why don't we see like I, I i do know what you mean like i love stories like this because it can do a lot with it but it's missing so much like at least give yeah. us uh everyone left because of or everyone's arrested or something yeah know just you say
1: mean, just say like superheroes were sent to another planet or something i don't know like I, it's fine. The, the story is fine still. It's just like this weird continuity thing, right? Like spider mans is mm-hmm. this anomaly where he's the only hero available every single time. And at least like with Batman or something, I hate to make the comparison, but at least Batman's like, you know, everybody stay out of my city, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. No, there, There's that. And even in Dark Knight Returns, they're like, there was a law that passed and everyone had to put away everything and everyone did it but you gave him hell, Bruce, you know, you and all. Yeah. And that's why all these missing an arm. Like, it's just, it, there's an explanation. And the fact that everyone did it because Superman was the one enforcing it. Um, it's like, no one's going to fuck with that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's <laughs> one of those things. Like if they had like Hyperion or or century being like, yeah, that's why there's no capes in around. It's like, okay, that makes sense. Like Hyperion. Yeah, gonna literally just like
1: one or two re like sentences being like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like superheroes are, I don't know. They've disappeared. Yeah, like, I I would still expect
0: to see Daredevil play the um, the Oliver, what's it, Oliver Green? What's his name? Um, Oliver Queen. Oliver Queen. <laughs> Oliver Green. Yeah. Um, no, Oliver could, Queen role,
1: I, yeah. Shit, if, like, a mayor of New York was trying to not let anybody leave in or out, I could see, like, Kingpin or even Doctor Doom getting involved of, like, no one does that to the city or something. I don't know. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Like, it's it's just one of those things yeah uh, but i know what you mean.
0: 100 that's i was on the same page with that like you're it's like a great homage but it's missing like elements that help make dkr great and i bet if they added a page or two of some of those elements it could have made this one make just as much sense i would have <laughs> loved to see an old man daredevil like this you know what i mean like, oh
1: dude old man daredevil or like yeah. i don't know like some of the x-men are still like kind of lounging around yeah or exactly like uh, there was a lot they could have done
0: you know but they i yeah. guess they try to keep it a very grounded peter parker story
1: like concentrated was, on one yeah. character i get mm-hmm. it yeah and which, which that's is, the thing with, i don't know what was that i was gonna say that's the thing with comics you can do what you want that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah. oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sorry i'm um, all worked up now thinking about
0: it <laughs> well and it's you know and this part this whole issue is really just like we're in act two now, you know what I mean? We're explaining the Mm -hmm. events that are going to lead to the final confrontation. And it's explaining more with the kids, basically that they're all rallying together, creating like a little mini army. And they're realizing that uh, JJ brought them together in a church and that's where they're going to like have a hideout because of a bell. And once you realize that you realize who the villain is, but with Peter's end, he's just having a mental like breakdown he's packing his things he's yelling at mary jane saying like why aren't you packing i don't know what things you want uh, to take uh what are you waiting for like it's not the same here anymore uh we gotta go and he just starts shaving again for some reason which cool callback to dark uh dark knight returns because remember like even alfred's like master proofs you shaved and he like touches his face. He's like, Oh fuck. I didn't even realize I shaved because I got rid of that mustache. (laughs) Yeah. That side of him took over. And I think that's kind of what's happening to, um, to Peter right now too. And okay. So we're at the bell scene. Uh, basically JJ's preaching to all these like people and kids saying like, there's hope and we got to reveal the truth and cool elements there. And I like how they're meeting up in the church and the, the bell is like what they worship. Um, Yeah, um,
1: I think I could be wrong. I wasn't, I wasn't really reading comics a whole lot in 2006, but I think J. Jonah Jameson was the mayor of New York in the main 616 universe, if I'm correct, at this time. I wouldn't be surprised with with some of the Dan Slott stuff, right? Uh, yeah, or Or was it Stravinsky? John Michael Stravinsky, um... Because uh, I, I think he just started being more involved in general. You know, mm-hmm. we had a big role in the Superior Spider-Man stuff. That's when you realize stuff. Let's see. Um, well, if I, I just got a list of New York mayors, but <laughs> let me see. <laughs> Published 2009. Okay, so he was mayor in 2009 of New York. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was
0: a little bit after this, which, I mean, this could have got, like, a spark for that, you know, knowing who he could lead and rally and the power he has because he was the
1: voice of a newspaper. Yeah. I was just curious because, like, you know, I feel like he's a character. He's always been, part, like, a big part of the Spider-Man mythos, right? But, like, I think he was just getting more, like, coverage in the comics at some point. Mm Mm-hmm
0: um so uh this is kind of funny all right so also what's happening in the background too is that there's word out that there's a masked man out like defending people and it shows a picture of you know peter with the mask on he's all shirtless and old man like and so oh wow this is funny this bar is called pete's pvp um there's some other background stuff that i noticed the first time i don't think it's happened yet but some of these like names and everything will start popping up um but there is a superhero that is back um
1: the hypno hustler
0: yeah the hypno hustler um i've never heard of this character
1: at all you know there's so much stuff (laughs) in comic history oh my god that is a real character really yep spectacular spider-man number 24 1978 of nov- oh, wow. november 1978 the Hypno no hustler oh
0: my god i had no idea well it's funny because it's like a three-page thing and then uh then she? he gets killed he gets killed okay i can tell uh, um yeah straight up shot down but what a cool thing like it says you know but today just like the man in the white suit The batteries, uh, to batteries, his boombox are past their prime. As the music dies, the disco ball drops. The crazy old man grabs my shoulder, makes me watch. We all do. We watch. And they just see the murder of this guy in front of everyone. So much like today. It's crazy. Um, And of course, it would be the black dude. So, I mean, it's just straight up like, (laughs) again, another comic that's like, to the T what we see and what changes things and what like starts like big movements. Because after that, that's when everyone really starts to rally together because there is a guy.
1: "Mm -hmm." Just comic books reflecting reality. And it's. Oh yeah. I know. Just, yeah. I was saying comic books reflecting reality again.
0: Yeah. It's insane. Like, and you know, Peter is seeing all this happen right outside his window and he's trying to get Mary Jane to pack uh, her things. And all of a sudden, because of like the revolution going on outside, that's the first time we see Mary Jane's lips and they, or the second time, but they, uh, they form a smile and all of a sudden, like, you know, because of the bomb or the, it was a bazooka that shot the apartment, right? Yeah. Yeah. It goes off and everything, you know, I love the white space here because it's very dreamlike. You're very lost to what just happened. It's very chaotic in that sense. Um, it's kind of like a paused moment in all this chaos before things really start to come down and something hits Peter. And by the time he's out of it, he's in his black suit. Like he, that's the transformation. And fun as Spider-Man. And I, I love, you know, that they start off with the black suit because it just shows where he's coming from. A dark place. Um, uh, just like a lost spot. And he's like, not really the Peter that you expect him to be right off the bat, but he goes in and he starts defending everybody. And honestly, I love how he looks in the black suit, especially that full page splash where it's like him midair. And then you see Uh, this army of
1: people. I think that's a homage to dark Knight returns right there with the lightning strike and everything. Right. I could see that for sure. That and really sense. he's facing the opposite direction. So if you put the two Ooh. pictures next to each other, they'd be pointing, they'd be going towards each other. So I'm pretty sure that was done on purpose.
0: Yeah. That had to have been.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's, it's interesting because I didn't even hear about this book until you told me. So I'm surprised this didn't get more like. Attention. Famous. Yeah. More right. Attention. That's, what, yeah.
0: that's what throws me off too. Cause it's a Cause great it's,
1: like way to represent Peter's future. Yeah. It's a redemption arc. It's clearly political. Yes. Um it's like there's a lot going on and it's a little shocking, honestly. No one talks about it.
0: Yeah, it's I don't I don't hear this one in the circles as much as you'd uh you'd imagine. Like there's other Marvel Night books that really um overshadow this one. Oh, and then the Sinister Six comes back, and of course it's Craven, we have Scorpion, and we have Electro, uh Sandman's a part of this too. And it is, like, some of the most brutal stuff. I love the fights we see going on. Craven um, already is attacking Spider-Man like crazy. He unmasks him. He's ready to kill him. And he's kind of already down and out until these metal arms come out of nowhere and start just like pulling the sinister sticks away from, because clearly, you know, Peter's just came back. He's not at power. He's not at full strength. He's like coming and reacting out of practice. to the moment. Yeah. Out of practice. He's just reacting at this time. And so these metal arms come out and dude, again, the full page splash uses in this book. Yeah. Remarkable.
1: It, you know, I wasn't, too big of a fan of the art but i gotta say like the splash pages are pretty ridiculous dope dude like the tentacles above the moon and the way
0: they stretch out like the dangling doc ock body like
1: yeah the only thing is how's he in the middle of the air did he just leap out of there right yeah like just like a launch pretty much you
0: know (laughs) Um obviously one of the kids we've been following this entire time has passed away. They died in the riot, but the the other one of the other children that were there sees it and is just like is realizing what is all happening and what it all means. Um and the final page we just see battered, beat up like maskless Peter Parker on the ground and Doc Ock's arms are just digging around the ground around him and he realizes he's right in front of mary jane's grave and obviously like you know we knew something was going on but this was the confirmation that mary jane's dead has been dead
1: yeah um, i mean i think there's a clear indication but they kind of hint at it but that's pretty oh, much the you know
0: there's yeah there's a very clear indication on why she died and it's like i told it to my girlfriend and she made a whole argument about it and it's kind of funny um we'll get to it right now but I mean, that's cool. That's just the first two issues. That's like him showing him where he is in the present day. The turning point of uh, J. Jonas Jameson coming up to confront him. Um, Peter kind of accepting that he does need to act because of the revolutionary stuff going going on outside. Um, And then you have... You know, him getting going out, attacking, and seem victorious, but then still being too weak to like actually battle. And he has like a saving grace to come pull him out. And here he's kinda of down and out, but he's gonna to have to build himself back up at this point. Uh issue three starts off with Peter just crying, just bawling it at the graves of Mary Jane, Ben, and at May. And meanwhile, J. Jonas Jameson is taken up to that big corporate building where you're just like, who are these people? Like we keep going back to them. They're clearly behind all this. It's like the mayor's assistant, the grid has been activated. So now New York city is now covered. Uh, and it's just like, okay, this is something's about to go on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but JJ it's- knows the truth and that's the cool part.
1: What you it? I was going to say, I think it's also ironic that the grid is like the giant web, you know? Yeah, the exactly. Spider-Man web thing. And yes,
0: it, it totally, it's it's a good like little mock of what he represents and everything.
1: Yeah, you know, the web is supposed to protect the city. This is like a literal web and then Spider-Man's like a spider, the metaphorical web. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the web traps things actually instead of actually protecting them because a the spider's web traps insects. Uh, you know, there's all that stuff going on basically and this is where things kick off dude like jj
0: knows the truth he's just like all right i'm here and he gets the knife and he stabs this guy in the throat being like i know who you are and then he realized he stabbed the wrong guy um (laughs) but then uh i forgot who the other villain is um what his name is like it's something um but then (laughs) jj gets the knife and just stabs this guy in the chest and
1: that's where you see the black ink just and then Immediately, if you read anything Spider-Man, you see that black ink. You know exactly what it is. Yes, and before we get to
0: that part, dude, straight up, one of my favorite pages in this book is this other full-page splash. I swear to God, they're so good in this book, um and they're they're used <laughs> so well. Like every page, every book has like one or two um full-page splashes, and every one is just knocked out of the park. But this one. Where you see Doc Ock's dead decomposed body and his arms are just like wrangling around him and he pulls out Mary Jane's grave and Mary Jane. And you see her corpse
1: it. like falling down and yes. everything. Yes, and
0: Peter's just watching it all. And dude, even the look in the 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 glasses that Doc Ock has, it is so creepy. It's so bizarre. I've never uh it's just such a good iteration of this villain. Um ah, Ghost Rider Video Game Act. And then Ghost get, Rider, video,
1: is that the one when, when the Nicolas Cage movie came out? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, the my gosh. Awesome
0: story. Um, oh, dude, I want to play this. We got to find a way to get a copy of this. Uh, what new is story it? Story from comic masterminds Garth Ennis and Jimmy Palamoni. What is that? Yeah, Ghost Rider, the video game.
1: Oh, wait, though, the one for like PS2 and all
0: that, right? It's for. Uh, game Boy Advance, and it just says PlayStation. So PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, that was the game that played like God of War, if I'm correct. Oh, it um, looks like it. I remember it's not that great. Uh, it's like okay, it it plays like PS2 God of War. Oh, obviously. okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, you have like the chains. Uh, I think do those have a name? I don't know much about Ghost Rider uh well basically long story short uh it it's kind of like the god of war chains of chaos thing Mm -hmm. but uh anywho that uh it's pretty cool it's like not the greatest game ever but it's fun i'll play it for nostalgic reasons and exactly
0: but this is where you get the backstory and what happened between peter and uh mj was that she was sick she was getting really sick um and It's really sweet because, you know, Peter just wants to be there with her and he knows that there's like sirens going on and he's in the hospital just trying to watch over, watch over her. And he hears police cars, gunshots, and he's like, no, someone's dying. And then she's even whispering under her breath saying like, go, like, just go help him." And Peter's just like, I'll be back. I'll bring fresh flowers when I come back. And when he leaves, that's the last time he gets to see her. And you realize that she had been poisoned with radioactivity and slowly became riddled with cancer. Um, Because of him, basically. Yeah, he's filled with radioactive blood and not just blood, but every fluid. And this is why you wear condoms. Um, And that's... Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, uh, my God. This is straight up a condom commercial in a Marvel comic. Uh, But, dude, it, she's, you know, they I guess they try to have kids. They're having sex. And she got poisoned with radioactivity, man. Like, he's as radioactive. He got bit by a radioactive spider. Like, she died because of Peter at, like, such a young age. Because clearly they were still young at that point, And he is just yeah. destroyed over it. Like, he killed, just like Gwen Stacy. He, MJ died because of him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. And then there's this really trippy fucking horror moment where she, like, comes to life and her tongue's out and she, like, bites Peter's lip and rips it off. and But it's not really happening. It's just, like, him freaking out. And Doc Ock is dragging her body away. <laughs> I don't know. Some of this didn't really make sense because, like, I think that's all that happens from it. It's, um, like, in his head
1: but not at the same time.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you yeah. know, let's fast forward a lot of this right here. But... I'm going to see what happens to him because we don't see Peter again in this issue till the very end, I don't think. No, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so pretty much after that, like MJ's body's been dragged away Um, and we won't see Peter till the end of this issue. But in the background, like people are rallying, the news reports are still going on, just updating the progress of the web and what's happening and the riots going on. And at the same time, Venom, is slowly like just coming out of his shell and showing himself for the first time and uh, <laughs> even JJ's like you've changed like in I love I love Venom's character in this book because it totally his motivations make a good amount of sense like his approach makes sense like he like hid away and he she was changing and growing mm-hmm. and he's had a plan this whole entire time
1: um it's time for phase 2
0: yeah And at the same time, like uh, while phase two is going on, what's happening is that I guess Venom got other symbiotes from a planet and started collecting them and bringing them to earth. And now they're, as the city is on lockdown, again, kind of weird, um, it's full on lockdown. You can't go in and out and everyone starts getting infected with symbiotes from different, uh, Mm -hmm. from whatever planet. And it's infecting and killing everyone and overtaking everyone. And even these, like the armies like, what the fuck? I had no idea this was going to happen. And they're meant to like stand ground and protect. And there's like this awesome, creepy symbiote, like teeth, like just kind of just ravaging through the city. Uh, And Peter starts seeing all this in the background. And he just like crawls into the coffin and he's just like, I've put it off long enough. I'm going home and he crawls into a coffin which is super creepy but venom kind of just starts showing his face and it's taking over everything but the one little girl from the beginning realizes like we were here for a reason in this church like the bell is there for a reason and she starts Mm -hmm. banging on it to rally people and she realizes that that's like venom's weakness is the sonics yeah Uh, and everyone's getting called towards it um peter's in the coffin and he's just like crying and he's trying to face what he needs to and he knows he has to get up and when he comes out of the coffin I love that fist crash and it just breaks through the wood and then he's in the classic red and blue costume and then he turned the page again full page splash venom reveal not crazy about the design
1: like uh, that the jugger- venom design
0: yeah that juggernaut head I don't get that
1: yeah I you know again art in the 2000s <laughs> right like just kind of overdone in that sense you know, the other thing that's confusing is that, like, Spider-Man's costume was in the casket.
0: Well, I understood it as in, like, when Mary Jane died, that's when Spider-Man He dying. buried
1: the suit yeah, with her. that was it. Like, that I was can just... kind of see that, yeah. I don't know. I saw that, and I was like, huh, okay. Was he just keeping it there? I mean, it makes sense, but I guess it's supposed to be a clear indicator. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things. It's kind of like just you assume that's, like, the purpose or reason behind it. Poetic through the art, I guess, you know, assumptions type of thing. Yeah. I so. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I guess, you know, I know what you mean there. Um, well, I mean, it's the final issue, issue four, and it's like the big climactic uh, battle. Uh, Spidey's going to go invade uh, the building where everything is coming from. The Sinister Six are held up inside, and that includes Mysterio as well. I think this is the first time we've seen Mysterio with them. And Venom is just like this huge, monstrous, like, kind of, mini kaiju looking monster
1: you know yeah if you look at the page where it's like his full body i don't know this is where the art starts falling apart a little yeah
0: no no totally agree like i i'm not too crazy on the venom i like certain venom outfits and appearances but not all of them work like eric larson i'm sorry i didn't take the eric larson
1: venom i think also if we're being honest like we're fresh off of like king and black and that entire run it's like dopest venom yeah ever, that was like, you know like that shit was
0: sick dude like, yeah, like, <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> honestly, you can't.
0: there's no other way to put that
1: yeah um, like it's just like after that you're like everything before you're just like yeah fuck man. out of here yeah <laughs> you know it's what I mean? just yeah. like like i don't know uh shout out to danny's website thirdplanet.news. if you want to check out my mini comic reviews uh i just go crazy over donny kate's venom so hell yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> well um, this issue the riots are going on and the little girl that's been leading everyone um she's right at the forefront and you kind of assume she's been an orphan this whole time it's kind of insinuated at the beginning uh i think it's her and her brother or maybe it's just her friend the one that passed away earlier but she takes off like the mask she's been wearing because everyone's wearing masks because mass route outlawed, outlawed so they want to cover their faces and rebel And she takes it off and sandman is leading the forefront of everyone outside the main building and then sandman realizes like oh man that's my daughter and he doesn't even tell them to shoot and they just start shooting and sandman freaks out saying to hold their fire and they end up shooting her a few times and the bullets are going right through her because she also has that power and he's trying to get her to learn how to use it right away to be like it's okay i've got you like you're gonna be fine like i'm here i'm finally here i'm your i'm your dad and Mm -hmm. it really doesn't fruition that way but meanwhile um i do love the back and forth stuff it does work i think the pacing worked out really well in this book i'm not gonna lie none of it feels like too interrupted everything's kind of yeah you
1: know i was gonna say again with the art it's inconsistent there's there's times it's really fucking dope and then there's times it's like really ugly yeah i'm sorry yeah but i gotta say like i was talking about he knows the craft you Mm -hmm. know he understands the craft and i i stand by that like the book is 140 pages and i read it on two lunch breaks you know like i I just you know back and forth just go like Mm -hmm. page after page you know and i think that's a attributed to the writing and the paneling honestly Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the paneling layouts, all
0: of it, they work so well. Like the pacing, you don't fall off track of the story at all. Like it just, it really does work. Mm -hmm. Uh, Full page splashes. Every time they do it, it's like dazzling you know even this one where he kicks in the window and you have electro like getting kicked in the face like just the energy that's going on there and again you could tell it's digital art because of the shading and the the layouts of the electricity and all that but it, it does feel very in your face and spider-man at this point like this is like high fi fun you know oh yeah um it's just
1: having it, it's aware of it's like you know of itself Yes. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, and of course, Spidey tricks uh, Electro and uh, Hydro Man, which once again proves you know Electro's with Hydro Man, and Electro sputes out electricity in Hydro Man's water. So it again, proves why Hydro Man's the stupidest villain ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the guy has never served a point for anything.
1: Oh my god. Uh, uh, when I uh, side note, uh, when I looked up Hypno Hustler, he was a villain actually originally. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, I have it right here. Bunch I have, a bunch of redemption stories in this. Uh, Hypno-Hustler first appeared in Spectacular Spider-Man number 24. Uh, powers and abilities. Hypno-Hustler can perform hypnosis with the aid of his guitar, and when teamed up with a backup band, the Mercy Killers can perform mass hypnosis. His boots can emit knockout gas on demand and have retractable knives in the soles.
0: If he was, like, the Hypno-Hustler, I'd imagine him playing bass. Yeah, I Huh. more of a funk instrument you know a like disco instrument you know?
1: yeah it was what the 70s yeah yeah okay uh, maybe he plays multiple things you know <laughs> yeah right i don't know maybe yeah. he's like maybe he could play multiple instruments i don't know like um uh, but anyways that's uh that's the <laughs> hypno hustler uh right there that's our fun fact today
0: our yeah. our, uh, our back history um do the scorpion fight i thought was pretty cool um i do like the use of the tail and i kind of dig the outfit how they still incorporated that vest onto him that everyone else is wearing um but spidey just beats his ass in a second and straight up kills kicks him out
1: <laughs> kicks dude. him out
0: of a building and it's so crazy he's like the old man suddenly looks three years old crying for his mommy almost feel sorry for the guy Almost like it has a pause panel, an empty blank panel, and then it goes back to his eyes and says
1: almost like that is and that is Frank Miller writing right there. The whole like monologuing and just like very like gritty kind of like, I don't know, cowboy kind of thing. Well, dude, again, right here when he's fighting Mysterio,
0: Mysterio turns into Mary Jane for a second um, and trying to trick him and mess up with his head saying like, I never loved you. You're nothing but a, and then he's just like, shut your trap up. And then it just like blurs out the word. I'm assuming it says bitch. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know, but uh, that's totally a Frank Miller. Like I'm going to make my superhero cuss. Like that's a hundred percent him. Yeah. I'm and like, that, that same pose
1: bad. that, that punch right there, that punches in so many Daredevil comics oh yeah straight up huh yeah Yeah. like batman as well oh dude (laughs) and
0: then spidey walking away from mysterio some advice not to dress up like a dead man's uh, or like a man's dead wife unless he pays you to what (laughs) like damn spidey like that's just it's frank miller going overboard (laughs) but you know miller overboard uh, so he goes back to Sandman, his daughter's dying in his arms and he's just getting pissed and fighting everybody off and he just wants to be alone with her. Um, uh, Mysterio used like some fear gas type of thing and you know, he was breathing it in and then, oh no, no, this is what, uh, Craven does. He like inhales like this, like smoke so that they could both be like facing what they fear the most. And Spidey's charging up to him, and, and you know he sees Aunt May, Uncle Ben, MJ, uh, JJ, J Jonah Jameson, and he's like, "What do you see?" And then, like, it's—I I thought it'd be cool if it'd be like a giant
1: spider, but it's like a giant rhino. Yeah, rhino. Can't I see. guess maybe Craven killed Rhino. Oh, maybe that could be—that'd be, been, that'd be a, that'd a cool little reference. Yeah, maybe. Like some history, I don't. I don't know. What
0: yeah. uh, to Ken- say? And he uses all of his web fluid to hold down Craven. I thought that was kind of cool. Like he's out now. It's like okay, well, that sucks for you, dude. Um, <laughs> but we zoom over. Honestly, I love the design on the classic suit. I, I when they get the like the webbing just right on Spidey and the movements, like that classic suit looks so damn good all the time.
1: Yeah, except for the background, it looks very cropped. Again, oh god uh, yeah yeah you right. do that <laughs> door you're right it looks very like windows 98 kind of feel windows 98 <laughs> well i mean if uh this was 2006 he was probably using xp if he oh, was using go. windows right,
0: yeah it like xp there you go there you go um yeah again i'm not crazy about any venom designs you know like i'm really not even this full, I like the full page splash because it shows how massive he is. But like every panel after that, I'm just like not like down. Dis- it's
1: like this distorted image.
0: Yeah, like it just, it isn't that great. And I mean, in this whole entire back scene is him just like, flashing back to MJ, like trying to get his strength back because he knows he's like failing and he needs that like final push. You know, he needs. He's getting beat up. He's out of web fluid. He's already gone through all these other villains and he needs to like hear her words to remind himself and he kind of feels like this is it like he has a plan and he goes up to the very top of the tower, leading all these symbiotes with him. And he's basically going to last there as long as he can. And it's like one of the, it's like the last level in Halo Reach, where you're just like the last Spartan, just trying to survive. Oh,
1: just holding out. But yeah. You know, it's a failed mission.
0: Out. Yeah. And that's what Spidey's doing right now. And he's just getting his ass kicked. And I love battle damage Spidey, where the mask is half off and, you know, it's all the shredded. The cloth up. is ripping. Yep. It's, is just too good. And um, he's telling a joke this entire time. And he's like, I'm basically ready to end all this until Sandman comes out of nowhere and helps him out because Sandman's kind of redeemed himself because of after seeing his daughter and losing her. Um, and the tower that's controlling the web over the city overloads. And it explodes and it you know just destroyed everything. There's smoke everywhere. It's very, again, 9-11 in this whole smoke scene where everyone's lost and confused and it's just, just like crazy. And then mm-hmm. it kind of transitions to JJ being back on the TV, spreading news and hope and there's a mysterious figure um, standing over Mary Jane Watson's grave and he's just basically saying like uh I'll see you one day. MJ until then I have responsibilities, responsibilities. which is a brilliant way to end it. Like that is a good way to end it. That gave me chills actually. Like (laughs) after reading that, like just this one time, it is a very, it's a very good book. It's a very good redemption story. It's a very good way to bring back some of these characters. It's not perfect. It's not the best, but it's a really, it's worth the read. You know what I mean? That's, for sure what it is it's worth checking it out and looking into it and seeing what could have been dude i love this cover where venom's just biting off spidey's head and there's just i know right him. just like, like so his entire brutal. top half of his body yes like it's so brutal and it's such a it's just insane that's just i don't know how else to put it it's just it's super a insane. it's
1: an interesting book i was gonna say uh I, i've come to realize you liked it more than he came off
0: <laughs> Mm-hmm. uh
1: i did i wasn't expecting <laughs> that i I feel kind of bad now because i do really like it but i didn't like fall in love with it you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i was gonna say when he blows up to the tower where did he get the detonator from was that sandman yeah that's sandman okay and then sandman, sandman just sandman placed the takes, charges
0: sandman takes it from peter
1: when he goes through him that's right that's right yeah because yeah, uh but did peter lay the charges that was the only thing i can remember oh, i don't remember it, it doesn't say who huh I'm assuming mm. so when he was like running through all the uh, symbiotes and everything. It seems like it. I'm trying to catch it. But there, there's little things like that where I'm like, there's little not inconsistencies for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like
0: that. There's like those moments where it just doesn't add up or make sense. But like some of those key emotional moments like that happened. I love I think what it is. I love Peter's arc in this. I love like. Yeah, he gets a redemption through. arc. Mm-hmm. He's been He gets a redemption arc. He lost MJ, like he's lost everyone in his life. He's scared. He's alone. He's like literally the Peter Parker we knew that he could have turned into. Like little geeky Peter Parker without Spider-Man. This is what he would have turned into. Just like a sad, alone dude. Kind of just like with nowhere to go at the end of the at
1: the end of the road, you know? Well, um Peter Parker's always been like the butt of not butt of jokes, but he's always like you know, gotten the shit end of everything. Exactly. And that's what
0: just continues to happen in his life. And, but he continues to do the right thing, no matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult things are, he still pushes on. He still tries to do the best thing for everyone. And he doesn't think about himself. He doesn't think about anyone, but just like trying to just save the day. And, it's a really great ending, and just like even saying, trying to say bye and accept his death, he's like, "No, I'm, I'm Spider-Man. I have. I got to keep going. Yeah, um, the, they still need me. They still need my help. Cause look what happened when I left. So the Doc Ock scene, dude, I love the Doc Ock scene. Like that's just so mm. creepy and just so. It, Doc Ock's final, like, it even says in like in the book that the final mission he gave is uh his arms was like once he passed away to to go find Peter Parker or something. And it's just like, damn that connection that they still had. Um, I love like the idea of what Venom's trying to do, you know, like he's upset at Spidey being like, Oh, you're sad. You're alone. You ripped me from my planet and brought me somewhere else. And I got used and abused for years and years and years. And I was taken from where I should have been. I don't have a home. And like it,
1: it, it really made. I like the motivation behind it. It but, makes sense, honestly. It's, it's mm-hmm. one of those things that you're like, oh, okay. It's the symbiote's it's salty. Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, he's hurt. He's upset. But uh, I just I hate that design, man. You just get, you got to do Venom just right to make him
1: cool. Yeah, I don't know. Like, let me look up some Todd McFarlane Venom.
0: Oh, even the early Todd days, I'm not cool with, honestly. Was Venom
1: like always like a favorite villain of yours,
0: or nah? Uh in a nostalgic way. It wasn't until Donnie Gates' run where I was just like, Oh, Venom. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> but I know, you know, right? You know, him and Carnage are like some of the coolest growing up on the nineteen ninety-four Spider-Man cartoon and Spider Man Unlimited, they were just cool characters and the whole aspect of him. Of course, you look at Spawn, you look at Venom, and then you look at Kiss, and it's like, Oh, no wonder I like all three of these things, you know? Like, uh... that's all the fucking <laughs>
1: Now it makes sense. All right, I'm looking at Todd McFarlane Venom. It's not too bad. Not too bad. I like the Mark Bagley Venom. I did not know Eric Larson's Venom was that iconic cover where he's holding the skull. Yeah,
0: I just, I'm not,
1: uh, maybe, maybe it's the Sam Keith
0: Venom I'm not crazy about. It's some of them were like they just make his teeth too out and too all over the place and like scattered and all that type of stuff.
1: Oh, they're like broken and like yeah. all like all different angles. Just like and... his
0: jaw is like way. Too... It looks like the violator from Spawn and not like. It's oh, and hell, long. it does. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hmm. But okay, uh, maybe there really wasn't that many good Spider-Man or uh, Venom designs in general. No, like not at all. Like even.
0: Carnage has come a long way in the last few years. All the symbiotes have.
1: Yeah. Oh man, the Sam Keith one. Ouch. Yeesh, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I love Sam Keith yeah. by all means, but no, I'm not down for that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, Spider-Man Reign. It's it's an interesting book. You know, I I was more into the story itself than the art. You know, and I think for what it sets out to be, you know, it sets out to be this. What it, it's it's. A combination of things, like I said at the beginning of the episode, where it's, you know, a post 9-11 New York, um, you know, I think it was, what, 2006? So, yeah, it was like five years after. Mm -hmm. So, there's a lot of, you know, indications of that in there. And then the obvious Dark Knight Returns homage and just kind of like, I guess, format in a way. Yeah. I mean, the newscasters specifically and, you know, the the whole grizzled old character and all that and then it's kind of like a epilogue to Spider-Man's mythos as well in a yeah, way. Yeah,
0: I say that for sure.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot going on there, but I again, I think the craft in terms of the paneling, the pacing, the way negative space is used, the way silence is used and the way that, you know, inner monologuing is kind of like the center stage over dialogue in this and I think that's a uh, much more like the craft really does shine and I don't really know anything from Andrews and I'd like to see more stuff, I guess at this point, but
0: even the filmmaking and whatnot, like clearly has an eye for storyboarding and paneling and um, pacing and whatnot, you know, um, yeah, well, all the films. uses of flashbacks were perfect. Like they were the right reasons to do a flashback. They're in the right spots. They took up the right amount of time, you know, a single page, mm-hmm. double page. We weren't going too far back. We weren't showing the death of Uncle Ben over and over. and Like, there was new reasons and purpose behind it all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's a good book. And I'm honestly sad I didn't know about it until you told me. Well, I'm glad I read it. And, you know, I'm glad that we were able to do an episode on it because I think there needs to be more Spider-Man stories out there that are not just Spider-Man blue or Craven's last hunt or you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, can you even name any more off the top of your head? I I don't know. Honestly, there's like,
0: it, it depends what kind of Spidey you're looking for too. He's, he's again, one of those characters that's evolved so much over the years that, there are some key like issues and arcs, like in his early days, if you could tolerate that type of writing. Um, but you're right. Spider-Man blue. There's, uh, I really can't think of too many, like insane. I mean, the car, it all involves symbiotes at that point. You know secret I mean? Wars, like, I guess that's kind I of what guess, Spider-Man. like secret wars or, uh, you know, maximum carnage. Um, I guess Brand New Day, but I haven't really checked out some of that. There's a lot of Spidey that I want to get back into. And the Stravinsky run was really good. His Civil I mean, War Verse is really good.
1: Spider-Verse kind of influenced a whole lot in, mm-hmm. you know, in the movie side of things because that's pretty much what the movie came out of. Um, so, I mean, there are Spider arcs, but there's not too many people we're talking about. I mean, yeah, Hunted was cool when that came out. I it was a return that of Kraven at that point? Yeah, too, right? but that's just, <laughs> like, that's just Craven's last hunt again. Yeah, uh, the clone conspiracy was interesting. Okay, there's. Remember a clone we conspiracy, talked conspiracy? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, compared to like you know Batman, for instance.
0: Yeah, exactly. But also, yeah. clone cons- conspiracy stretched out for so long. Like I have an omnibus on it, and there's two omnibus volumes on it, and then they brought it back again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Spidey does do a lot of rinse and repeat with his. I guess everyone does in that sense, um, with those bigger heroes for sure. But, you know, it's hard to... Back in Black was cool. Um, The Civil War arc was really cool when you got the new suit and having to make those decisions. I mean, Uh, he was
1: in Avengers vs.
0: X-Men. He had a small arc. He did have a small arc in that one. Uh, I really... You know, everything else... I'm trying to think of just, like, individual Spidey stuff, you know? Like, it's hard to name them because I think of them more in, like, big arcs big stories you know like but like yeah. individual just spidey we were gonna have to do some research and you know spidey's a great book like there's you'll find you'll have fun no matter what when you read them and that's it's always, always a solid a book yeah uh nick spencer's runners gray stravinsky's one of my favorites um i like a lot of the dan slot stuff from what i've read uh superior spider-man is amazing dude that's a super awesome turn of events where Doc Doc <laughs> is dying and transfers his body into Spidey's and then Spidey ends up being the one in the dying body. Yeah,
1: that was a pretty and, iconic one. I yeah. remember getting pissed off about that. And then it lasted for a long time. A long
0: time, yeah. And that was that was dope, you know? Like, that was such a great idea. It was just actually a highly regarded run. Guy. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, we'll do... I, I've always wanted to dive more into the character himself. So maybe we could do like a... We'll read a whole bunch of it and choose our favorites. It's like Daredevil. Well, I mean, Daredevil, you could solidify runs, right off the Miller run. You know what I mean? Like that whole mm-hmm. thing is insane. Zadarsky and not Kevin Smiths and what else? <laughs> not <laughs> Kevin Smiths.
1: Charles <laughs> Soul, Mark Wade.
0: Yeah, there you go. Mark Baker, Brew Baker. Yeah, but man, that's it. Uh, Spider Man Reign. i I think it's a very. It, it's a. It's pretty much an essential spidey read i feel like if you've read enough spidey and you want to see how much more it could push the envelope i think this is a great book to go from and if you're a fan of miller's dark knight returns and like seeing miller homages and his impact on the industry again four issues solid simple yeah easy uh,
1: like it's easy to get into and it's also easy to dig deep into because you know again it's it's political in its own ways mm-hmm. uh it's also the- a book that in one of those cases with comic books where it's reflecting reality. I mean, most do, right. Mm -hmm. But it's reflecting reality. And in a crazy way, it's kind of like showing the patterns of like humans and and events and everything. And how it kind of like does that thing where it kind of almost reads like not the future, but shows like some things haven't changed and all that. And how would people react if XYZ happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. shows you know, it's kind of like a reaction to like, what, what is doing too much to protect New York or, mm-hmm. you know, because the web, you know, for instance, is kind of like, it's like an extreme way of like no one in or out. Right. And then, yeah, you know, there's, there's more in there, but it's basically like a superhero take on all that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And that's what makes it just so rich and fulfilling and just seeing what can happen to Peter if he was put in this situation, like how, how would he turn out, you know? um this kind of questionable thing about you know if he was bit by a radioactive spider well how does that alter his body besides giving him these amazing abilities like what does that do to him like it was the people around him yeah you know and there was always i remember aunt may like in some arc passed away due to being too close to like spidey because he was emitting radiation for so many years and shit like there's something along those lines i don't recall but I'm pretty sure fucking it fucking <laughs>
1: happened. Uh, it's hard to say a lot yeah. of the little things like that always like, kind of like, you know, like one liners and certain <laughs> panels and pages kind of get lost in the backlog of the brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm pretty but sure there is, ah, uh, that is it
0: for Spider-Man rain. Glad we got to finally do a Spidey book. Uh, We'll have a lot more coming your way. This whole month of May is packed with stuff. Uh, a lot of creator talks this month. I'm super excited for all of those. Uh, make sure to check out uh, Sutro Side Talk, where I do a show called Sutro Side Watch, where we do uh, monthly uh, topics on movies. And during the month of May, we're doing George Lucas. So it's THX 1138 in American Graffiti. Um... If you love the audio quality on this show, check out our Sound Engineer Frank's uh, podcast, of Uninformed Movie Reviews, and tell us about D3, not D3 Media. Damn, I'm fucking far (laughs) behind. Yeah, call back. Uh, Tell us about your little side, Juju's.
1: Uh, So yeah, thirdplanet.news. That's the website that Danny mostly worked on, but I've helped contribute to as managing writer. Uh, Basically, we recently did in light of mortal Kombat's new movie coming out uh have you seen that yet yeah it was dope dude oh yeah it was, it was way cooler movie. than it should have been yeah the story was fucking stupid at times but you know yeah. what i i thought it could have been more violent oh yeah me too yeah i, I think I thought, this I was, was like testing the waters and what people can yeah control. but i was expecting way more violence and like blood and guts and over the top violence like the games are pretty violent, and I thought I'd see oh, yeah. more of that. But, you know, it delivers for the most part. But uh in light of Mortal Kombat, we did a Mortal Kombat commentary, and we did a Mortal Kombat Annihilation commentary on top of that. Dan and I uh, sat down, had a few beers, and played some old Mortal Kombat games and Mortal Kombat 11 and kind of just did a let's play. So we got that video up. You can check out a small glimpse of it on YouTube, and you can catch the full video on thirdplanet.news. And on top of that, if you're always following me or anything or any of our little side projects, if you want to see my little weekly mini-reviews of the comics I pull, that's always up there on thirdplanet.news. I'm always trying to see... Uh, help people get an idea what's going on with the comics I'm reading and if they're interested, if they should pick it up or wait or not bother with it at all. So, you know, we kind of say we spend money so you don't have to. (laughs) Um, Any sort of, you know, check out the site or even a brief summary of like what I write or if you read all the articles, it's all appreciated and I hope you guys all check it out. Um, I think that's it for my end.
0: And check us out. Uh, Check out our YouTube channel, Apollo City Comics, and subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your coworkers.
1: Let them all know. We're trying to tell them about comic books, and we want them to listen. Yes. Yes. Well, Brandon, thanks for hanging Thanks for having me, Brandon.